0: Good morning and welcome to our worship at Hillhead. Um, I will be leading our worship this morning for the second Sunday in Lent. Um, I see we're a wee bit thin on the ground this morning, I understand a few people are away and I'll try not to take it personally. (laughs) Um, I'd like to start by giving formal notice of a church meeting happening in the context of our worship two weeks today on Sunday the 10th of March. This will as usual be a hybrid meeting with opportunities to join us either on Zoom or in the hotel although I would like to encourage as many people as possible to be present in the hotel. Um, On that Sunday, we'll be joined by both our interim moderator, Graeme Clark, and the facilitator from our discernment, Reverend Francis Bloomfield, as we bring the current discernment process to an end and consider what output we might have from that process. Um, I'm going to put a wee bit more information in the key, which will hopefully make that make a bit more sense and look out for some papers that Graham has prepared for us in advance of that meeting. Speaking of the key, if you have any last minute bits for the March key, please get them to Laura as soon as you can. Um, the official deadline may have already passed, but I think she can stretch probably to Tuesday. Um, so anything at all, just get that to Laura this week. On the 1st of March, this coming Friday, many churches around the UK and around the world will hold a world day of prayer service. This year's theme is, I beg you, bear with one another in love. And the service materials have been prepared by Christian women of, Pal- of Palestine. The service in Glasgow will be led by our friends Kathy Galloway and Penny Stewart and will take place on Friday in the sanctuary at Wellington Church at 3pm all are most welcome. That's this Friday at 3pm. I'll send out the wee note from Kathy after the service so that everyone's got the information about that. In family news, we are delighted that Jenny will join us as a Covenanted member during our service next week. Uh, Jenny has been travelling with us now for many years and has chosen to transfer her membership from Wigton Baptist Church to Hillhead and we look forward to welcoming her. Um, I'm not sure whether Leslie and Alistair are with us this morning, are they? No. I have heard that it's Leslie's birthday, so if you happen to run into Leslie in the West End later, please wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> As usual, there are opportunities to meet together in the coming week. Um, our midweek conversation group on Zoom is on Tuesday at 7. We're going to be continuing our Lent conversations using the material from Eco Congregation Scotland. As I said last week, everything you need will be shared during the meeting and there's nothing to prepare in advance, so no excuses. All are welcome to join our Lenten conversations. The coffee club will meet as usual at 10.30 on Wednesday at Esquire House and next week we will meet together as usual in the hotel and on Zoom when Brian will lead our worship. This service will include communion and, as I've said, also Jenny's reception into (coughs) membership, so it will be great to see lots of you there. These are all our notices just going to move seamlessly into worship leading mode (laughs) from notices mode our worship this morning is based around a collection of things I've been thinking about recently um, namely time and more specifically what it means to use our time in a way that shows those around us the love of God I've also been thinking a lot and uh, apologies to those of you who've been caught up in this about busyness because I've been having a particularly busy spell I've been thinking about the role of work in our lives and I've been thinking about rest. Through the service, we will use a piece of music from the current soundtrack to My Daily Commute. Um, there's an album called Worship for Workers by a collaborative um, group of Christian music leaders called The Porter's Gate. We're going to use a piece called You Hold It All twice during the service, once towards the beginning to help us still our minds. And once in a more responsive way towards the end of the service, feel free to sit quietly or if you're feeling brave in our small numbers to sing along with the recorded music. It is good to gather together to worship God this morning. We come together after a week of striving, working, pushing, pulling, worrying, caring, Perhaps our hands are calloused and blistered from the physical work or craft that God has called us to. Perhaps our feet ache from the steady care that God has called us to. Perhaps our minds have not yet stopped racing from the decisions that we have had to tend to this week. Perhaps our minds are full of the pain of our friends and our family, or of all that the world endures. May all of us hear God's call to come and find rest in God's presence. allied among you will have noticed that that was the hymn that we had different words for than I thought. So apologies for anyone who was using the older version of the Order of Service. At the close of this prayer, we are invited to join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer in whichever language or version comes most naturally to us. Let us pray. We bring before God the work of our hands. We bring before God the work of our hands. We look back over our last week. We remember the places we went and the people we met. We remember the news we heard or read or watched. We give thanks for the many blessings of our week. We confess and seek forgiveness for the times that we have fallen short. We ask God to take our moments and our days and to use them for God's kingdom purposes. We give thanks that God is present in our work, in our caring in our rest and in the leisure of our days, working in the tasks that we see as mundane. May we be ever mindful of the rhythms of grace that God invites us into. We pray all these things in the name of the one who is worthy of our attention and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father,
1: God, we bring you the work of our hands now, lay it down, lay it at your feet, what we've done, what we've built, what we've brought.
0: sorry to say this because there's not that many of us here so I'm going to be picking on people. (laughs) I have really enjoyed that some folks have started the service with a quiz recently so I thought I would follow suit. There's your warning. This is a quiz about time. So first a challenge. So I don't want anyone looking at their watches,
1: right?
0: No watches, no phones, I want you to time a minute in your head. I'll tell you when to start, and when the minute's up, I want you to stick up your hand, and I'll keep an eye out on folks in the room and we'll see who gets closest to being able to time a minute. So, on your marks, get set, one minute. I'm gonna be distracting. I'm interested to see who jumps in early who doesn't have the patience to wait for a whole minute, who is distracted by the fact that I'm speaking and has now lost the ability to count. Um, I don't know if anyone's played the game on Richard Osman's House of Games where you have to guess where the lyrics are going to come in for a song. Um, I am somewhat inspired by that. Interested to see who's gonna lose their nerve first. I've never seen a room full of people concentrate quite so hard.
1: <laughs>
0: you let me know if you're playing along on Zoom. I can. I feel like I can see Jenny moving her lips counting. So we're... Oh, oh, we've had our first one. Had number two. Oh, got a wee L shape up here. Oh, well's in. Okay, I'll give everyone a couple more seconds. Perfect. Right, I'm going to say that the least patient in the room goes to that l shape who all came in at about 45-50 seconds. Now, I saw a couple of people got it almost exactly. If you put your hand up at exactly the same time as uh, Beth, then you were perfectly right. I know there was more than one person who put their hand up at exactly that time. And anyone who was a wee bit after Beth is um, super patient because you were going for even longer than a minute. And I think the prize for that goes to Dave who was uh, right as I stopped timing, which is about a minute and six seconds. (laughs) Next question. And I've uh, primed a couple of people to not answer because I know they know. (laughs) This year is a leap year, so not this year. How many minutes are there in a year? This is really a test of whether anyone is a fan of musical theatre. Anyone going to stick up their hand before I pick on Katrina? Right, I'm going to pick on Katrina. How many minutes are there in a year? 525,600 minutes. Yes, (laughs) so 525,600 minutes as made famous by the musical Rent is how many minutes there are in a year. Can I ask which of you were trying to do the maths very quickly in your head? <laughs> oh, Je- Jeff admits to that. <laughs> um, I was always, this is awful because I think we, we have such a bias towards negative things that happen in the news. So I was trying to think of a good event in recent enough history um, that I would be able to ask how long it was. So in honour of LGBT History Month, Roughly how many weeks do we think it's been since same-sex marriage was legalized in the UK? So not civil partnerships, marriage. So don't, we can try the maths, but try and answer very quickly. How many weeks? Shall I make it easier? How many months? How many years? How many years has it been since same-sex marriage was legalized in the UK? So it was 9 and 10, both of you have wonderful answers. So in, in a month's time, it will be 10 years. So the end of March, it will be 10 years since same-sex marriage Same was legalised in the UK. <laughs> um, and that is 517 weeks since same-sex marriage was legalised. Now, it's where it gets harder. So assuming perfect attendance, so perfect attendance and that each service lasts an hour, how many minutes of your 525,600 minutes a year would you spend in church if you came to every service? This is doable maths. (laughs) Jeff's concentrating really hard. (laughs) I'll take a rough answer. Okay, assuming no... Was it 3,000? 3,000? Not there. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, just over 3,000. So, now that we've got there, we're spending a very small amount of our time in church. Thinking about all of the other minutes in your year, do you think God minds how you spend your time? We've got some no's, we've got some yeses. We're in the season of Lent just now. Um, Lent is 40 days, although it's not really because that excludes Sundays, Um, but it's the 40 days leading up to Easter. Lent is a time in the year when many Christians set aside some of their time to think about how we might live our lives in a better way. Sometimes we fill our lives up with things and Lent can be an opportunity to fast from which is just a fancy way of saying giving something up so that we can focus on God. And in Lent, we might fast from things that distract us from God. Has anyone given anything up for Lent this year? Emma?
1: Chocolate, but I forgot
0: yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Emma forgot yesterday that she'd given up chocolate. What a confession. (laughs) Shay? Shay? being bad. Shay has given up being bad. I'm sure Shay is never bad. I'm I'm going to make a confession here because I was going to find another place to put it in the service and and couldn't. Um, But I have a a serious problem with social media, particularly Instagram and particularly Reels on Instagram, which I've got a tendency to just fly through a bit like TikTok. Um, And I discovered before Lent started that there was one Saturday that I spent two and a half hours on Instagram. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't have two and a half hours to spend on Instagram. Um, so I've been um, gently peeling away some social media from my life during Instagram. And if you borrow my phone, you'll maybe see that it's not in colour anymore. I've put it in grayscale to try and make it less distracting. So I'm on a little bit of a mission to try to to clear that thing out of my life that distracts me from God. And that's what we're thinking about during this service. How do we spend the 525,600 minutes of our year in a way that points to God, both for ourselves and for other people? We're going to sing a hymn together just now about God being with us in all the moments of our days. Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy. <laughs> First off, Leslie has snuck into church now, so happy birthday. (laughs) Don't think you're going to get away with that by coming in late. (laughs) Today I am doing something I've never done before. So I normally stand up here with a full script. I can tell you exactly how long the service is going to last, it is timed. And today I am standing up in front of you with bullet points on a piece of paper, which is not my usual practice. Um, Leslie's happy about that. I don't know whether you should be because I'm about to say why. (laughs) So I plan to share two quite neat reflections and I had had planned to write a reflection about um, social media. And uh, the attention suck and the attention economy. So maybe we can see that coming in the future, but we don't have that today. Anyone who has tried to get me to do anything or to work with me on a project in the past few months will know I have been incredibly busy. So it won't surprise you to know that I've been thinking a lot about busyness, what we do with our days and how that might distract us from God and how we might better experience and share the love of God in our lives. So I had grand plans yesterday to sit in the morning and to take the scattered notes that I'd prepared for this morning service and to put them together into some form of coherent reflection. Um, I had reason to believe that I would have plenty of time to do that, and uh, unfortunately, as is often the case, that was not the case, because through a series of really poor plans on my part um, I was and still am on call for palliative medicine for Renfrewshire and Inverclyde this weekend and so instead of my planned long lie and my leisurely start to the morning where I would take myself to a cafe and finish preparing for this service I was woken up at 5:45 by someone asking me for my help with a patient. I briefly dozed back off and my phone rang again at half six and at that point I thought right I'm going to change my settings on my alarm and I'll get up late and then I barely got back to sleep and about eight o'clock a nurse phoned me and asked me to go to Inverclyde Hospital to review a patient Um, and uh, through a series of then work related events that conspired to keep me busy until about five o'clock yesterday so I arrived back home at five o'clock Having been kind of working, apart from when I was dozing since 5.45 in the morning, I'm looking at the other doctors in the room and I see that that is not an unusual experience. Um, But I had not intended to be on call this weekend. So the best laid plans of mice and women. (laughs) Ironically, I already knew that my plan for this morning was to talk about time, about busyness, about distraction, about no matter how hard we try, The fact that we're never able to get our arms around all there is to do in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. Um, I planned to be a bit smug, I think, and to talk about my Lent plans and how much more time I was going to have to rest in God and perhaps be a little bit self-congratulatory. But uh, that, that wasn't to be. So instead of what I'm sure would have been wonderful reflections, I'm going to present some of my scattered notes, um, and these thoughts will hopefully flow together loosely as we think about time during our time together this morning. So, at the end of this short, excuse ridden introduction, I start by posing a question arising from my experience this week and from the last couple of days in particular How on earth are we meant to worship God? when life keeps getting in the way. We remain seated as we join together in singing, take my life and let it be.
2: Psalms chapter 3 verses 1 to 15 in Norwegian Alt har sin tid og antid har da sitt forvart for tagende under himmelen føres har sin tid og ode har sin tid og planta har sin tid og rik og de som er plantet har sin tid odre har sin tid O och, och leka har sin tid och riva ned har sin tid och ombygga har sin tid och grota har sin tid och och leva har sin tid och klaga har sin tid och, och gå ha, dansa har sin tid och kasta bort stenar har sin tid och och samla stenar har sin tid och ta i om har sin tid och och hålla sig från tank har sin tid och söka har sin tid och att ta har sin tid och jämma har sin tid och gå kasta bort har sin tid och sönderiva har sin tid och gå snyggt samman har sin tid och tia har sin tid och och tala har sin tid och älska har sin tid och gå hata har sin tid krig har sin tid Och Fred har sin tid. Och vinningen har den som gör någonting, av det står han har med dig. Jag såg att den plaga som Gud har gjort människorna, barn, och plaga sig med. Allt han har gjort, skönt i sin tid, och så evighet har han lagt i deras hjärta men således at mennesker ikke til fulle kan forstå det verk Gud har gjort, fra begynnelsen till enden. Jeg skjønte at det inte an gode har en og glede sig og gjøre seg til gode i livet. Men nå er menneskene, hvem det så er, få ete og drikke og under sig gode dager til gjengjeld. For alt sitt strev, så er også det en gudskal. Jeg skjønte at alt var Gud gjør, det varer evig. Intet kan legges til, og intet kan tas fra. Så har Gud gjort det, for at vi skal frykte ham. Hva det er, det var allerede før, og hva det skal bli, det har også før.
0: Thanks Jenny. Um, I'm sure that um, those of you who weren't sure what our Bible reading was this morning are not going to be surprised by what that text was because you could hear the poetry in the Norwegian. Um, I'm going to read it from, it's so familiar, I'm going to read it from the Voice Dynamic Equivalence (laughs) translation, because it's a slightly different version. For everything that happens in life, there is a season, a right time for everything under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to collect the harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to pile them up, a time for a warm embrace, a time for keeping your distance, a time to search, a time to give up as lost, A time to keep and a time to throw out. A time to tear apart. A time to bind together. A time to be quiet. A time to speak up. A time to love. A time to hate. A time to go to war and a time to make peace. What good comes to anyone who works so hard all to gain a few possessions? I have seen the kinds of tasks God has given each of us to do to keep one busy. And I know God has made everything beautiful for its time. God has also placed in our minds a sense of eternity. We look back on the past and ponder over the future. Yet we cannot understand the doings of God. I know there is nothing better for us than to be joyful and to do good throughout our lives. To eat and drink and see the good of all our hard work is a gift from God. I'll stop there. I'm overcome with the temptation to say a time to sing turn, turn, turn by the birds and a, a time not to. It's very, very difficult to, to hear those verses without hearing that song. Um, our we Tuesday evening um, conversation group on Zoom spent the few weeks before Lent talking about time how we spend it, why that matters, why we experience different times in our lives, seemingly passing at different speeds, and about the periods of our lives that have most shaped the people that we are today. It's been really fascinating to share our thoughts together and to hear the different ways that God works in our lives because we are all so different from each other and our experiences are all so different. We all know that time, for its pretense of being linear, has a bit of an elastic quality to it. No two minutes are quite the same. And For any Doctor Who fans among us, perhaps the Doctor had it right, that time is best described as wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Uh, By way of example, um, a couple of serious ones and and a couple of flippant ones, I'm sorry that they're all sort of thrown together. I was talking to my mum yesterday and she's got her pre-op to tomorrow for uh, quite a big operation she's having part of her kidney removed and a lot of you know that and she was saying to me on the phone if they would just tell me that my operation was tomorrow that would be better <laughs> than not knowing when it's going to be but also having to wait even a week just kind of feels like eternity for her just now because it's the next thing that she needs to do before she can do anything else and she's already worried about the recovery from that operation so she's kind of in suspended animation waiting for that surgery. Um, those of you who know a wee bit about my personal history will not be surprised to hear that I've been quite deeply affected by the um, fire in that block of flats in Valencia this week and remembering how it feels to spend time, even if it's minutes of time, trapped inside a building that is on fire. Um, Those are some of the slowest minutes that I have ever spent in my life. But if you press snooze for a few extra minutes in bed, you're all but guaranteed that those minutes will feel like seconds. Um, On a larger scale, sometimes something happens that totally upends our perception of time. Um, there's a fantastic book, I hope some of you have read, called The Iceberg by the sculptor Marion Coutts. Um She recalls taking her two-year-old son to his first day with a new childminder when her husband, Tom Lubbock, the art critic, came to find her to tell her that he had a brain tumour um, and Tom would die within three years of that tumour. She writes, something has happened, a piece of news We have had a diagnosis that has the status of an event. The news makes a rupture with what went before. Clean, complete and total, save in one respect. It seems that after the event, the decision we make is to remain. Our family unit stands. We learn something. We are mortal. You might say you know this, but you don't. The news falls neatly between one moment and another. You would not know there was a gap for such a thing. It is, it, is, it is as if a new physical law has been described for us bespoke, absolute as all the others are, yet terrifyingly casual. It is a law of perception. It says you will lose everything that catches your eye. It's a fantastic book. Not as sad as it sounds like it will be, if anyone wants to read it. It describes Tom losing his language and faculties as their we child learns those things. So what's that got to do with Lent? Um, Lent is a season when some Christians choose to upend our perception of time on purpose rather than waiting for some life-changing diagnosis or event to do it for us. Lent starts with us remembering that we are mortal creatures who belong to the earth. Do any of you go to a church service like a Catholic service or Episcopal service on Ash Wednesday that involves the imposition of ashes? No. I'm sure some of you have. Um, I try to. The words that are used during the imposition of ashes come from that same chapter in Ecclesiastes a little bit later on. Um, remember you are mortal you come from dust and to dust you will return it's not the most uh, uplifting of services but I think there's something I would say this because of the job that I do I think there is something incredible about really grappling with the fact that you're not going to be here forever I think Lent is a time when we think about our finitudes and our mortality and I'm a very strange person in my thirties because I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> I've, you've been able to tell you what my mum's funeral hymn was going to be since I was ten. I've been it's always been a strangely morbid human. Um, I'll not tell you the hymn, but she wants um, Mr Bright's Bright sky by yellow, so Mr Blue Sky. Sorry by yellow. Lent gives us the opportunity to reflect on the nature and perhaps more importantly, the limitations of humanity. In that wonderful poem at the start of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the poet speaks profoundly about the cyclical nature of time and the significance of both work and rest in our lives. You can't have one without the other. The chapter starts by acknowledging that there really is a time for everything under the sun, a time to be born, a time to die, A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. It can be expanded though, a time to plough your energies into your work, a time to rest, a time to strive and a time to accomplish hopefully and be able to look back and say, I did that. But all while working with God. We interpret the changing seasons of life as part of God's design for us for our growth for our understanding and each phase we go through serves a purpose in shaping our character and our faith we recognize that there's a time for everything and whatever we're experiencing right now however all-consuming is like everything else a season and it reminds us to be present for every holy moment of our lives whether those are times of sorrow or joy trusting that God is there with us transforming and shaping us Um, I mentioned that some of my thinking for this service has been guided by the things I have been listening to and reading recently, apart from that Marion Coote's book, which I read a long time ago. (laughs) Um, And I want to recommend them to you now in case you are interested in thinking a wee bit more deeply or perhaps a bit more coherently about these themes. Um, The album Worship for Workers by the Porter's Gate, they're a worship collaborative. The songs on this album celebrate the sacredness of work Elevate the mundane to the divine and affirm our calling to serve God in all aspects of our lives. It's a fantastic album, quite diverse, lots of different people contribute to it. And it's been keeping me company in the car since it came out last April. Um, I've also been reading, I've also read a book during the first week in Lent, which is uh, not a Christian book, but has very much got Lent themes. And some of you might have seen it. It's a book called 4,000 Weeks, um, which is about 77 years Time Management for Mortals by um, Oliver Berkman the journalist and uh, I would almost describe it as an anti-productivity book it is a book that says look you're going to have about 4,000 weeks of life you're not going to get everything done (laughs) and he draws on Uh, thinkers both Christian and otherwise Um, so Richard Rohr the poet Mary Oliver and various Buddhist teachers to talk about how actually embracing the fact that we can't get everything done is probably one of the healthiest things we can do um, for our souls really and uh, um, it's made me think more deeply about time and uh, it's uh, for a book that is not written by a person of faith is a book that has a lot of God in it. Um, And I'd like to finish by sharing my stab at answering the question that I posed at the start of the service. How on earth are we meant to worship God when life keeps getting in the way? You know what I'm going to say. Most of us aren't called to live lives of divine solitude and contemplation. We are called to be as much like Jesus as we can in the mess and the busyness of the lives we actually lead. So... As much as I've tried to answer a question, I'm going to leave you with some more. How do we acknowledge God's unending presence with us, even during the busy times of our lives? How can we honour the rhythm of life that God has ordained, encompassing work, rest, care, worship and play? And how do we receive, recharge, rest and reset? May we embrace the sacredness of time, work, rest, and worship. Let us journey with open hearts and minds, seeking to align our lives with God's divine rhythm and finding grace in the beauty of each passing moment. God, we bring you the work
1: of our hands. We have heard
3: the readings from Scripture this morning in both Norwegian and English. For everything that happens in life, there is a season, a right time for everything under heaven. What has been and what will be already is. And God holds accountable all the purposes of humanity. And so in community and together, We pray for others and for ourselves. Let us pray. And firstly, for ourselves, let's think about finding grace in the beauty of each passing moment. In the quietness of our heart, let's reflect on these questions. What dreams did I create last night? Where did my eyes linger today? Where was I blind to something? Where was it that I hurt? without anyone noticing? Where was I hurt without anyone noticing? What did I learn today? What new thoughts visited me? What differences did I notice in those closest to me? Whom did I neglect? Where did I neglect myself? What did I begin today? that might endure? Where did I allow myself to receive love? With whom today did I feel most myself? What did I avoid today? And from our reflection on all these questions, why was I given this day? And in the context of our mindfulness of our own journey, and our own lives. We pray for others. We pray for the conflict in Israel-Palestine. We know all the issues. We see them every day, and we understand them going back a century. We not only pay for peace, but we pray for peace with justice. And we know that the conflict in Israel-Palestine has tended to push out of the headlines the Ukraine-Russia war which has been going on for a decade or more, but which is back in the main news this weekend because it is two years since the latest and largest Russian invasion. Again, we pray for justice and peace. And the situation in Ukraine has in turn eclipsed other current and long-term wars, or internal armed conflicts, or internal repression in countries throughout the globe. In Sudan, in Myanmar, in Ethiopia, the Sahel, Haiti, Armenia, Azerbaijan, China, Colombia. Sri Lanka, in Iran, and in Nigeria. We pray that we will keep ourselves informed of all these situations and again look for justice and peace. And our own BMS World mission <clears throat> directs our attention today to Bangladesh, often a tolerant and peaceful country, but recently um, torn apart by some extremism, which has increased recently with attacks by violent groups. And we're invited to pray this coming week for BMS World Mission workers and partners in Bangladesh, that more partners can be recruited so that all the health and education and social development projects can flourish and make positive difference in communities. That Bangladeshi teachers and theologians will continue to energise the College of Christian Theology in Bangladesh where both practical and higher level theological training is provided. And that pastors Nandita and Yoti through their ministries, will support more women to use their gifts for God in evangelism and pastoral work. And within our own Baptist Union here in Scotland, we're invited uh, this week to pray for our sister churches in Carluke, Carnoustie, Castle Hill Den. And castle milk. And for all our prayers this morning, we recall the verse from Psalm 31 Our times are in God's hands. Great is God's faithfulness. Amen.
0: blessing I invite you to sit for a couple of minutes and listen to a sung blessing from the Porter's Gate. Picture with me where you will be tomorrow, what you will be doing and who you will meet. May you find God there before you, working alongside you, Blessing those around you. Amen.
1: May God the Father guide are making God the Son our Word. Righteousness.